May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. If the opening verse from today's reading of Paul's first epistle to the people of Corinth sounds familiar, it might be because it was the closing verse of last Sunday's reading from the same letter. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It seems like the creators of the lectionary thought that this statement was so important that it was worth including it on back-to-back -back Sundays, so if we didn't notice it one week, we would have a chance to pay attention the next. Last week, these words followed an appeal from Paul to the faithful in Corinth to put aside their divisions and the quarrels they had amongst themselves that were keeping them from what Paul considered to be their main focus, proclaiming the gospel, the good news of Christ, the crucified and risen Lord. We also witnessed Jesus calling the fishermen Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and telling them to put down their nets to follow Jesus, which they did, immediately walking away from their homes, their families, and their security to go with Jesus, whose promise to them was that instead of spending their days fishing for food that fed and supported their families, they would now fish for people. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This week, these words are an introduction to Paul's description of the difference between the wisdom and strength valued by the world and the power and wisdom of God. Where others want grand signs and familiar reasoned proof of God's mighty work in the world, the followers of Jesus, who for the most part are not particularly learned, influential, or important, these unlikely messengers are going out proclaiming that the good news is found in a crucified Messiah, a Savior who has publicly suffered and died on a cross. Is it any wonder that the wise and discerning struggle with believing this message? and want to instead continue to live with their actions guided by what the world values, what is understood to be reasonable, logical, and practical. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. As if these examples aren't enough to show how the good news of Jesus runs counter to what is considered good and desirable by the world, we hear Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount speak to his disciples about who is blessed. And it's not likely that the people in Jesus' time are any more prepared to believe in the blessedness of those Jesus' name than we are. The ones Jesus describes as blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, the ones who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, 
the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and the reviled and the persecuted. There may be one or two of these examples that sound like something we might like to strive for, but most of them describe unwelcome circumstances, characteristics seen by society as weak, and risky actions that bring the chance of personal harm. How many of these are conditions or situations we actively try to avoid? How often do we work to distance ourselves from the kinds of people Jesus describes? What actions do we choose not to try because they ask us to sacrifice more of our needs and concerns than seems reasonable to do? In doing these things, do we all miss experiencing the blessings and abundant life that Jesus promises? As we try to keep ourselves safe and protected, are we actually fleeing where God is most present in the world? The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. There are certainly plenty of overwhelming problems that appear to be too enormous for us to tackle on our own that can benefit from putting our faith in the foolishness that is the message of the cross. Whether it is the seemingly endless violence that causes destruction in so many lives, the rise of damaging substance abuse and addiction, the continuing harm caused by racial injustice, the increase in material poverty and housing insecurity in our communities, or the varied physical, mental, and emotional challenges that individuals and families face. It is far too easy to despair that anything can be done to make any difference. The problems are too great. The destruction too extensive for anything new to grow up out of so much that is broken. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The message about the cross, the example of the crucified and risen Messiah, the power of God to bring new life from death and destruction, this is where we are called to put our trust not in the limited wisdom of the world, which is so focused on what cannot be done, not in the jockeying for power or control or the quest for personal safety and security. For us who are being saved, we trust in the power of God shown through the death and resurrection of Jesus. When we choose to place our trust in this holy power, we will move toward more actions that may be seen by others as foolish or pointless, and away from those that rely on the limited wisdom of the world, and away from acts that value our own needs and concerns over the needs of others. Making these changes takes intentionality and practice. And it is made more difficult because the noise of the outside world works to convince us that what we do isn't important. It won't make a difference. It's not worth doing. 
But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And if we struggle with how we might go about changing our actions, doing what it is we are called by God to do, I think the words from the prophet Micah we heard this morning sum things up quite well. After a discourse where the Lord wants Israel to make a defense of their actions, and the Lord tells of all that has been done for them, the people ask the Lord what they need to do to make things right. Does the Lord want them to make burnt offerings, gifts of thousands of rams or tens of thousands of rivers of oil, or the gift of their firstborn? No. These various sacrifices are not what the Lord wants the people to do. The people are to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with their God. At first glance, what is asked of the people seems much less than the various sacrifices they have offered. But instead of a one-time offering made to put things right, the Lord asks the people to change how they live, focusing their actions on justice, prioritizing kindness, and journeying with God as their guide. These are not one-time acts, but are instead to be done each and every day for a lifetime. May each of us walk faithfully doing justice where we can, loving kindness at every opportunity, and continuing our journey, following God wherever the path leads. And may we have the courage to reach out foolishly, trusting in the life-giving, resurrecting message of the cross, and in the power of God to save all people. Amen.